1: Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early
0: stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list.
2: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more all built to last.
3: Hey, guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo.
0: Why take another cold and flu season lying down? At the first sign of a cold or flu, take Coracetan. It relieves your runny nose, congestion, and fever fast and even helps stop them from getting worse. Coracetan D, the sooner the better.
3: Don't forget about our Charlotte show coming up on the fifteenth, and we got one on Asheville. Tickets are still available for those. That's kind of a smaller show and more smaller you know, meaning intimate, eighty people. Intimate times with John Perry at that show. So
4: we are drinking painkillers tonight because the hint you gave us was um, cold and sinus, right? It's delicious. So um, so I I actually did think really hard about picking up three bottles of me Snacks and just seeing where the night takes what us. What the fuck? But then I was like, mm, I, <laughs> I don't feel know about that. like maybe some of our fans would frown upon this. So anyway, so we went with painkillers because when you have a cold and sinus infection, you may also take some painkillers. hmm
5: <clears throat> Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise.
3: <coughs> cold and cough is the.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> this looks like we're about to take a shot of cold and cough medicine. Cold and cough
3: is the hint. You didn't get that?
4: Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Shit. I thought it was sinus. Whatever.
3: Whatever. The fuck. Same
4: thing. <laughs> are we about to dr- take a shot of cough syrup right now? Yep. Pretty much. <laughs>
2: That was tasty. (laughs) That was
4: uh, (laughs) robotessin. Was it really? What the fuck? (laughs) No, it wasn't.
3: I literally feel like after Nicole, you pick all these shots. You almost killed us the last shot with his gummy worm stuck in the bottom of his shot. I didn't
4: pick this one. Okay. The week
3: before that, you picked absinthe as a shot. Yeah, what the
4: fuck was that about? I don't like you picking shots. (laughs) I didn't pick this one. First of all, that was all gin.
3: Oh, all right.
4: But thanks for telling me how you really feel. Maybe second of all, this one was delicious. Was that the blackberry
5: liqueur? No, it was UV blue combined with raspberry. Ah, so it was like extra raspberry, and I could probably drink that straight. I shouldn't, but I definitely could. All
3: right, tonight's story is for our taco supremo, a B B I E. That's Abby. Shout out A-B-A-B-A. to
4: you. Hey baby. Hey baby. That's what we call Stella. Stay, baby.
6: Uh, okay, I'm just going to read that address to make sure we have it right. Protection Drive, it's Raleigh, North Carolina.
3: We're going to Raleigh. Oh.
6: Okay, and what is your first and last name? Phone number you calling from? Phone so number. Yes, sir. Tell me exactly what happened. I think I killed my... What, what do you mean by that? What happened? I have a dream.
3: And then I have a dream.
6: I turn on the lights and she's dead on the floor. How? 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 I'm blo- I'm, I have blood all over me and there's a bloody knife on the bed. And I think I did it.
4: Uh-oh. Okay. He's high on you us.
6: Mean, stay on the phone with you. I'm getting her and you okay? I can't believe this.
3: It sounds like a robot. <laughs> I can't believe this. Sounds like very
5: the Yeah, it sounds. Yeah,
3: it sounds high. So I don't need
6: to know what time it is. All right, stay on the phone with me, sir. I'm just gotta ask a few questions. Okay, I'm getting some help to you. Are you with Are you with the patient now? Yeah, I can see her. Okay. All right. How old is the How old is the patient? How's your She's 29. Okay. Is she Is she awake at all right now? What makes you think she's dead? Is she awake? She's not breathing. Okay.
5: That's pretty solid evidence of her being dead. Oh my
6: God. Okay, do you think she is beyond, beyond any help? I don't know. I don't I'm too scared to get too close to her. Okay, just stay on the phone with me, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I'm so scared. All right, I've already sent the paramedics to help you, okay? I'm sending someone to assist you. Just please leave everything as you found it. Is there anything else we can do for you? So where's, where's the knife right now? I on the bed. I'm not next to it, so I'm not... I don't have a weapon on me or anything like that. Okay. When did, when did you wake up? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I took... I took more medicine than I should have. What medicine did you take?
4: I'm glad took, we did not go. <laughs> I took horse
6: eating. Coffin cold. Horse eating. H.P. keep Cold. Because I know it can make you feel good, so a lot of times I can't sleep at night. Okay. Uh, too, so. all right, so. What is it what are you sure she's not breathing? She's not breathing. Oh my god. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay here with you, okay? Just just right, let's let's at least see if she's breathing, okay? All right. Let's provide her. Be, just can you see her from where you're at? Yeah, it's so bad. There's open so floor. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna stay here on the phone with you until help gets there. Okay. Um, just don't don't touch anything. Just look at is she if she breathing at all. Is her chest moving? Is anything going on with her? No. Okay. Well, let, we're gonna we're gonna leave. Blood is dried on me. it dried. The blood's not wet on me. The blood is dry. <laughs>
5: Oh, okay, shit, well, so wait. she's been
6: there for a while. I don't know what I, Oh, my God. All right, well, at least... Look, we're going to at least try to help her, okay? All right, just give me Just All right, I've already sent the paramedics to help you. Just stand along gonna tell you exactly what to do next, okay? Are, are you right by her? Oh, my God. I think mean, I can see her, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay with me, sir. I, I know I know this is upsetting, but we we're going to try to do what as much for her as you can. If you're not sure that she's gone... We're going to try to help her, okay? So just listen carefully. I mean, oh, just stay, listen, okay, sir? First, just, just look at her right now. Is, is the king? Tell me what you see. Is she is the chest moving? Is she breathing? Anything at all? No, she's not breathing at all. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Why? I I understand, sir. I understand, but right now we just want to make sure we're doing as much as possible. Is there anyone else at all in the home with you? Or is it just you and her? Where, where are you in the house? Where are you in the house, sir? the back of the house. There's a white
3: Okay,
4: well,
3: is the door unlocked? That's pretty much it. So, what do you guys think?
4: Well, it makes me think twice about taking that little extra dose of Mucinex DM or whatever when I am sick. Because you're like, oh, if I take a little bit more, maybe I'll get better faster.
3: False. This is the medicine that he said. That he was taking this Coracetin HBP hmm. cough and cold. Now, this does have the DMX straight or whatever the fuck it's called.
5: I've never seen that on the shelf before.
3: We can buy it at CVS.
5: Usually with, like, cough and cold syrup. I'm usually pretty good about taking the suggested dose because one time I just took a gulp and then I got sick after. But one of the medicines that I will kind of... Not dose correctly is Pepto-Bismol because, you, you know, when you're feeling that, that's
3: you got to get that. You got to get that taken care of. The main thing is the DX. I was about to say DMX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up, in her, up in here. Her. Gonna gonna me act me act up in, here. Her, up up in, in her. here. Y'all gonna make me act all out. Up, up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. Up in here up in here y'all going to make me lose my cool up in here up in here Dextromethoformane. that's what you need to watch out for if anything says dm is not saying slide up into your dm it's saying you're going to get high we are talking about the cough syrup killer tonight Oh. Well, it is actually just one isolated event. Uh Oh, Um, This was February, September. Our disappointment (laughs) was palpable. was uh, only one murder? Oh, God. Friday, September 1st, 2017, in the wee hours. This is in a townhome in Raleigh, North Carolina. Did
4: we cover a story that had something similar? Yeah, a guy killed his roommate.
3: So tonight we're talking about the murder of Lauren Hugemeyer. That happened in Raleigh in 2017. Now, I'm pulling the majority of this episode from the court testimony. It's about a three and a half four hour court testimony. I'm putting it on talkmurder.com. He didn't do a a full jury trial. He basically pleaded guilty, and in that time the the state's prosecutor goes through all the facts, goes through all the autopsy stuff and things like that. and then the family Lauren's family the victim the victim's family they all speak and he's there the killer's there the the husband if you will is there in a courtroom and at the end he expresses his sorrow he says he's a monster and he basically pleads to he basically pleads guilty to the murder to get life in prison instead of the death penalty that's the that's the case in a nutshell. Okay.
4: Wow, he got life in prison for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Wow, Canada. Like, if this was Canada, they would be like, oh, yeah. all right. Oh, it was an accident. He didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. all right, don't buy cough medicine again.
3: All right, so when the first responders and police arrived, they found the victim, Lauren. She was on the carpet in the fetal position. She's actually pushed up against the bed post, and she's laying on her right side. She is in a huge... Of blood,
4: I kind of wonder if events like this that are induced. I think we talked about this once in another case, too. Things that are induced by like alcohol, drugs, or whatever is it kind of like um drunk actions or sober thoughts? Is that th- the saying? Well, no, I know what you're trying to say, but they can still get charged with murder,
5: but it may not be first degree murder.
3: So go to talkmar.com to see the uh profiles there. Lauren Meyer is the victim, and she's right there. They're both 29 years old.
4: Oh, my gosh. They're a very young and attractive couple.
3: Now, they found a bloody knife on the table. That's him now. Oh, whoa. So I'm going to— That's more like what I was picturing the first time around.
1: Keeney and Delva with the Raleigh Police Department were the first officers to arrive on scene. The defendant came out of the home as the officers approached. <laughs> Officer Keeney entered the home and located Lauren on the carpeted floor of the master bedroom. She was in the fetal position on her right side, leaning at the end of the bed frame, a pool of blood surrounding her body. A large knife covered in blood up to the handle was on the bed.
3: She was not responsive at all. She was actually dead way before the EMTs got to her. The chief medical examiner came in that morning and the autopsy was done. His name was Dr. Craig Nelson. Jen, how many stab wounds did she have? There was a large knife on the bed Bloody knife. He obviously stabbed her. How many?
4: At least 50. Nicole? Wow. Um, A dozen? Two dozen? No more than 25?
3: She was stabbed 123 times. What? She was stabbed 123 times. That's 41 stab wounds and 82 incised wounds. There were clumps of hair in her hands. The majority of the stab wounds were directly into her head, neck, and torso. Oh,
5: my goodness.
3: In fact, there was 44 in the head and neck alone. That's a lot. 24 in the torso, 17 in her right arm, and 38 stab wounds in her left arm. To get even more a little gruesome, so you guys actually really can feel it for the victim here, the most in-depth Stab wound that she suffered from was four and one eight inches deep. That's oh pretty much gosh. through her entire body. I yeah. mean,
5: well, depending on how much body fat she had, but yeah. And that
3: looked, was yeah. She's skinny. She
4: looked like a f- slender girl.
3: Yeah. So that and that was right into her, her back, like in her scapula. There was one three and a quarter inch deep uh, cut in her neck. Entirely through her neck and it cut open her jugular. Oof. Now she has defensive wounds. So she was awake during this whole event. And what's really sad about this case is the medical examiner actually pinpointed that she survived through the majority of these stab uh, wounds. Oh,
4: that's there awful.
3: Was exactly. So she actually was there, you know, in her body throughout the majority of the stab wounds, which is fucking awful.
5: I don't know what's worse.
3: Yeah. Like get it uh,
5: dying right away and having someone stab you oh, postmortem. Oh, I rather die right uh, yeah, away. Yeah, at least you don't you don't. Well, know. I know, but like but
3: either that or like having a chance to live. So she had so many defensive wounds on her that she was struggling the entire time. And this only lasted, you know, this whole ordeal lasted under a minute. So she actually suffered through that entire time. See, I just, I still don't understand.
5: I know I always make the comment about like how quickly something happens like when we're talking about, you know, firearms, but even st- like 126 times in under a minute, that's like, that's a lot.
3: The state prosecutor described Manic. it as, quote, yeah. an exhausting struggle of life. None of her wounds were post mortem. Even now, this is, wow, even if the carotid artery that was struck, carotid. Even if the carotid artery that was struck on her was struck first, it would still have taken several minutes for her to bleed out from that. Obviously, they arrested the husband, and you see him up there. His name is Matthew Phelps. Now, they, they were a married couple. One of the first things he says to the officers was, quote, this has happened before. What?
4: Whoa. No way. Well,
3: he didn't mean he stabbed someone. He was referring to his first marriage where he drug his wife (gasps) completely down the hall by her hair. Oh, so he has
4: has violent tendencies. huh?
3: Obviously, uh, you guys can tell from the 911 call, there was very little emotion that he showed.
5: Yeah, but he made it sound like he was high on the
3: cough syrup. Yeah, he was probably doing that on purpose.
4: But uh, so this... uh, Never mind. I'll save my...
3: The, the police also noted that the killer shed no tears for his now-deceased wife. What? There Absolutely was...
4: young to be married twice. No judgment, but I'm just saying.
3: Now, he was... I was thinking it, too. Now, you remember in the uh, 911 call when he was talking about he had dry blood on him?
4: Mm-hmm. No. Okay, well, we're
3: gonna... We're gonna
6: leave... What is dried on me? No. Okay, well, we're gonna... We're gonna leave... What is dried on me? It's dried... The blood not wet on me. The
3: blood is dry. Here's how they knew that there was dry blood on his body. But he also showed signs of going to the bathroom and washing off, taking a shower, trying to erase the evidence. There was also rug burns on his body. From the evidence at the scene, the police said that he made a coordinated effort coordinated effort to clean himself up before the 911 call, which is mm-hmm. contradictory to his admission,
4: but also strange. If you're going to admit something anyway, why clean yourself?
3: Exactly, out? because he
4: couldn't get clean enough. So that, so then he
5: came up with the a, a different cough plan. syrup
3: story. Yeah. So he also said that you know he didn't clean himself up. He was telling police that, but they went into the bathroom and used that substance, which is called lumin
4: luminol luminol.
3: Okay. Oh, Forensic files. Yeah, Forensic Files lovers here.
4: I had two of the three syllables. Do I get anything <laughs> for that? You did, because I probably wouldn't have got it if you hadn't sounded the first syllables out.
3: All um, right, but
5: I, oh shit, I had a good point to make and I don't remember it now. That makes me sad.
3: Horsidian HBP is located... Located
5: in the cold and flu at your local pharmacy. If you're unsure about how to properly dose, make sure you consult your doctor. If you're nursing or pregnant, please consult your doctor about taking Corsidian and HPV. HP, HPV. H-P-V. Side effects v. may include. HVT.
3: <laughs> what, what is it, HPV? That's like uh, herpes or No, something. that's human virus. Yeah, doesn't like four out of five men have it or some shit? Side effects may include black hairy tongue. If you're listening uh, to this. Uh, measles it- and <laughs> other-
4: And possibly killing your wife.
3: If you're listening to this, you probably have HBV. What is it? HBV? HPV. And that's not a joke? No, I know it's not a joke, but like four out of five people have it. Oh. It's like a lot of people. I
5: got a vaccine for it.
3: Oh, well, maybe you don't have it.
5: Men can get it, too.
3: Men are the ones that disseminate it through their Tinder apps into all the females. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Apparently it's Bumble now.
5: Oh uh, shit! It, Bumble's been there for a while. I the hit the popular one now. I guess is Hinge. Whatever. They're all pointless. Uh. They're all just like, the, what's the
3: point? All right. So the toxicology report stated that he was he did test positive for the DM, but the mm. chemist because they actually hired a state chemist. He says, quote, did not rise to a toxic level, the kind of huh. level that would cause dizziness and hallucinations.
5: Ah. Yeah.
3: So he he was over the limit of what you should take, but it probably wasn't enough to stab someone 123 times. So
5: would it matter how long it had been since he ingested that until the time of the toxicology report?
3: Uh, that's a good question. And we'll go through the timeline here in a minute. But- He claims that it was, you know, an hour before, which, in fact, it was a lot longer than that. But I'm going to go through that in a minute. No,
5: but I'm saying, like, from the time that he took the DM until the time that they tested him for the DM.
3: Oh, yeah, you're saying it probably got out of his system? Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, Yeah, it's probably possible. I mean, maybe— Maybe he was hallucinating. I would hallucinating. assume that they
5: are
4: taking that into account, though.
5: That's the thing about hallucinations and delusions is it's not really something you can measure because it's all in your mind. Well, all right. So if you... mental illness in general it's something you can't see. Like if you're having a heart attack, you can diagnose th- that you're having a heart attack. But if you are having hallucinations, unless you're, you know, you can't you can't say what someone is seeing or hearing
3: if you watch the court testimony which i'm putting on talkmornr.com is a very sad story i don't believe he was fully hallucinating in my personal opinion but i do believe this guy was suffering from
0: See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com.
2: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at four ninety nine ninety nine and sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. Ashley, for the love of home.
3: Extreme depression, as we're going to get, as we're going to talk about here in a minute. And I mean, it's just a very sad story. This whole story, but according to an article from. Baptistnews.com on October 10th. Do you, do you subscribe to that? You shook your head.
5: No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, you, no. I don't remember what I was shaking my head. Oh, to. I thought
3: you were like, yeah, i subscribed. Oh, to
5: no. I was saying, oh, Baptist News. That sounds legit.
3: Yeah. Like, I guess it's legit. Yeah. It's like a big Baptist thing. You don't like Baptists, do you, Jen? You're Catholic.
5: I don't Baptists just
3: like, are going to hell, right?
5: No, they're all Christians. I mean, as long as you're following your rules, you're Uh, good, I guess. I I don't dislike Baptists.
3: All right, so this is um, some information I pulled from BaptistNews.com October 10th, 2018. Matthew Phelps, he was a 29-year-old. He once studied missions and evangelism at Kentucky Baptist Convention, which is an affiliate of Clear Creek Baptist Bible College. So, yes, he Mm -hmm. was once in Bible college. His defense attorney, Joe Chesire, said that his client suffered from untreated depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem throughout his entire life, which we'll get to in a second. Matthew Feltz was born to a 17-year-old unwed mother who was raised by a, quote, Deeply conservative Christian. Yeah,
5: I, have a, I have a serious question. Is there a difference between Baptists and Southern Baptists?
3: Uh, that's a good question. I grew up Southern Baptist. My grandpa was a Southern Baptist preacher. And yeah, there is. So Southern Baptist is more hell and brimstone. That's exactly what like, we talk about. I mean, when I was in church, all I remember is if you don't do this, you're going to hell. If you do this, you're going to hell. Hell, 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 hell. Fire and brimstone, Jen which is why I'm becoming a preacher. All right. <laughs> can you imagine me being a preacher? Absolutely <laughs> yeah, not. I can. But I really can't answer your question. I'm I'm not sure the exact differences. I don't know when when it's split off or anything. It but it's too it,
4: separate. It might it well it thing. might not exactly be separate. It might just be the style and delivery. I think it's
3: just a I think it oh, I think okay. it's the same sect or whatever, Baptist, you know, Baptist, but I think it's just a different yeah, like dialect because you're in the south. His grandparents uh, were farmers and were unable to give him the attention he needed. Now, the lawyer's not getting up there and trying to say that he didn't do this or say that he was under, you know, that it wasn't his fault. And even the killer didn't get up there and try to say that it wasn't his fault. It, it felt like the attorney is just trying to uh, bridge a gap or is trying to bridge the two sides together and make everyone more peaceful about this awful situation. It's a very sad story. In high school, he was introduced to goth music, which that's not good. What's goth music? That's like Marilyn Manson. I don't know what goth music is. I
5: guess I don't know. I I guess it would either be maybe heavier emo or like metal. I don't I don't know. Eventually, he became My Chemical
4: Romance.
5: uh, No, My Chemical Romance is more emo, (laughs) but they're getting back together. So welcome to the black. I didn't know they
3: were apart. I didn't know that they were any good. They are. Yeah, I was never a fan
5: of them. I wasn't a huge fan, but I have come to appreciate some of their songs.
3: All right, so he did have some troubles in high school. He was into goth music and kind of eerily, kind of eerie, he got kicked out of school in high school because he was caught abusing cold medicine. So, you know, maybe... Wow, he has a serious pattern of this. It may be, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Who knows if he was really messed up? I mean, he was over the limit. And like you said, Jen, you know, it was hours and, you know, a few hours before they actually tested him. So he may have been completely not lucid during this entire event. I don't know. Eventually, he did plead guilty, so... He transferred to a Christian school where he turned around to become one of the best students and a, quote, wonderful preacher. That's from the TheBaptistNews.com. Now, let's talk about his first marriage. Yeah, he, he was married once before. It was a very rocky marriage because uh, the media interviewed the first wife. And just like the second wife, the, the victim here— she said that he was not ambitious. Now, Lauren Hugelmeyer, which I'll talk about in a minute, was, you know, a Scentsy salesman. You you should get into Scentsy. Jen, you like all those candles? I have some wax. Scentsy's is candles, mm-hmm. right? It's,
4: it's... You melt wax, yeah.
3: Oh, I thought it was candles.
4: I, yeah, I have a wax
5: warmer in my office. Oh, but... oh shoot, I forgot to turn that off today. Oh, <laughs> oh my God,
4: are you serious? Yeah.
3: Okay, so Matthew was not ambitious, and... It's not like I left it over the weekend. So, Matthew, the killer, was not ambitious, and that actually completely butted heads with both of his wives, especially Lauren, because she was very goal-oriented. Okay, that's kind of the buzzword of the day. And very ambitious. One night on his first marriage, the... Ex-wife recalls him holding her down by her arms, then dragging her out of bed and down through the hall by her hair.
4: This is not looking good for this guy.
3: Right after that, she files for a divorce. Now, over time, Matthew thought about dark thoughts, suicide, killing. This is from the neighbors. That's what they were saying. This is before his second marriage. The first wife did go on a mission trip. She was also Christian. And this is when they were married for three years now. She actually came back. And this is a quote from Matthew's lawyer, quote, now there is some dispute as to how that marriage broke up or why. But we do know that she went, the wife, first wife, she went on a mission trip alone after three years of marriage and came back and told him that she fell in love with another man on her mission trip and shortly thereafter left Matt and married this man. Hmm. Matthew Phelps was obsessed with the American Psycho movie with Christian Bell. Oh. Great actor. Love that dude. You've never seen that, have you? None
4: fell asleep. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Shit. I had uh, a long day, all right? I saw like the first 40 minutes of it. I saw him kill Jared Leto's character.
3: He was obsessed with American Psycho and he had two Instagram accounts. I guess what was it called a Finstagram?
5: Yeah, Finstagram. That's ridiculous.
3: I don't even have one. That's the correct term. This is his other one, Marty Radical. And there is a picture of, uh, yeah, I tried to look into the post, but they're private. So, and of course he's in prison now. So it's not like he's going to add me as a friend. But anyway, that's his other Instagram account. I'm putting that on talkmurder.com. And in July, 2017, he sent a neighbor, a video of a man whose eyes were being poked out. Yeah, so he was going through all this dark depression shit.
5: Ugh, I, oh, I I am terrified of something happening to my eyes.
3: There was a lot of activity on the Instagram account prior to the death. A lot of a lot of uh, depression photos, gothic photos. One photo was captioned, "quote I can't keep it together." So there were definitely signs that he was about to break. Now this
5: is why it's so important to check on your friends. Like, if you see something, say something, yeah. you could you could save a life. And it may not be theirs or maybe someone else's. You never know.
3: Especially if they're a veteran because veterans go through some shit. Before the murder, Lauren was actually thinking about leaving the relationship and ending the marriage as well. Hmm. Matthew was, like I said, not ambitious at all. And, in fact, he was draining Lauren's bank account, and he was buying Best Buy gift cards. He spent $1,200 in the month leading up to the murder on iTunes and Xbox games.
4: What? Yeah.
3: And he wasn't Holy providing shit. anything as far as financial uh, stability. He,
4: did he have a, he didn't have a job or He anything? did have. Any source of income? He didn't
3: have a a full-time job. He would do odd jobs here and there. But like I said, he was Like a wasn't, handyman? Well, for instance, he worked as an AT&T salesman at one point and stuff like that but he wasn't ambitious and he barely brought any money into the relationship
4: it just uh, it's interesting it doesn't seem like he's trying at all either
3: quote first and foremost now this is from baptistnews.com this is about Lauren we're talking about Lauren Hugemeyer right now the the victim here this is from baptistnews.com quote first and foremost well why don't you why am I reading all this shit I never read stuff you read this
4: I don't know it was kind of <laughs> nice. you read this First,
5: first f- of all, oh no! <laughs> sorry, no. I was one. talking. Uh, no, no, no. I wasn't well, supposed Jen, to read. You didn't read the second one. I wasn't one. reading. I was gonna say you need to address us by name, or should I just assume okay. that? Girl,
3: should I just assume? Girl uh, should, one, <laughs> read this. Girl one, read this. Girl two, read the next line. All oh, right, the annoying girls in the background. <laughs> Got you.
4: First and foremost, she was a Christian. Said her mother, she grew up in a loving church family, and it was her second home. And as she grew, she had a passion for kids and helping them grow and to know the Lord. She spent so much of her time teaching Sunday school,
5: volunteering in youth group, helping run VBS, which stands for Vacation Bible School, if anyone was wondering. The grieving mother said she knew that she was a child of God. I was so grateful for the grace that God gave her. Her love for the Lord is apparent in her actions and kindness.
3: If you watch the court proceedings that I'm putting on talkamer.com, you'll see most of the attendants there wearing these light blue shirts. Um, this is the Lauren's light t-shirts, and I'm going to put the link to their donation page. They There's like an outreach. Now, hours before the murder, she actually took several photos of herself for her Scentsy business, and there's plenty of videos on her Facebook and stuff like that of her promoting her Scentsy. She was very Quote, financially savvy and quite thrifty.
4: Hi, everybody. It's Lauren, obviously. Um, so I am just coming to you today because I've gotten a lot of questions about um, one of our new products. It's a new scent delivery system.
3: Now, eventually she wanted to open a Hallmark store. She was the middle of three daughters. She was born in 1988, so she's very young.
4: She's, yeah, she's uh, close to uh, our She's older age. than y'all, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit.
3: I was born in 86, so she's...
4: Halfway in between. Yeah.
3: She was very close friends with her two sisters. And if you watch the court testimony, you can see that. She was known as Aunt Nene. She was goal-oriented and driven. She bought a townhouse. Now, this was her townhouse where the husband was living and her dog, Cooper. I like that name for dogs. She also loved Harry Potter. She met Matthew actually in Kentucky. They actually met in Kentucky. And then she moves back to... North Carolina, and then he basically finds her on Instagram, and they start up a relationship via Instagram. Then they decide to get married. He moves down to North Carolina. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Now there was a that lot sounds
5: like it escalated quickly.
3: There was a lot of arguing in the relationship, just like the first marriage. Now, before the murder, she actually texted her sister. This is the day before. Quote, I'm done. I want him out of my life. He's holding me back. So you can see This how, was the
4: day before they got married? No, no the, the, the day before oh, the murder, oh,
3: yeah. Sorry. So you can see I mean like,
4: it, married, murdered. Same thing,
5: yeah. right?
3: So if you're you can tell by watching him. And even the 911 call, he's just so just emotionless. There's no ambition there. And you can't put that person with someone who's super hyper ambitious because it it won't work out. It never work out. You know, that's the one thing I believe, at least. Like I said, their relationship was tumultuous. He worked a lot of odd jobs. And Lauren basically at one point had to pick up three jobs just to support him and the family. Lauren actually planned a trip to Disney World with her sister. Her sister, Beth, put it all on her credit card. Lauren set aside cash every month to pay her back, and Matt, Matthew, her husband, was actually dipping into that without her knowing.
4: Yes. Thursday,
3: August 31, which was right before the murder, they planned to have dinner and discuss all their problems. Okay, I don't know if she was going to break it off or whatever, but he wasn't even there. He actually went out with his friend. He wouldn't even answer the phone calls or anything else. She was done. That's when she texted her sister, I'm done. And she talks to her sister, Beth, at 10 p.m. And for 27 minutes, and that was the last time, the last phone call she's ever made. She went to bed, and that 911 call happened at 1.12. So she goes to bed at 10 p.m. Or excuse me, she goes to bed at 10.30. So Matthew gets home between 10.30 and 1.12. He takes all the medicine and then murders her. Okay, so that's the time frame there. Life in prison. He is going to prison without the possibility to parole. He's there now Good. in Raleigh Correctional. And if you watch the video, I do find him very sincere for the murder. And do you think it was the cough syrup? I, I don't know. I honestly, I just think he was just broken, just depressed out of his mind. And and that's but no excuse. Th- but this is
4: kind of where I was trying to go earlier, where sober thoughts are. Drunk actions or whatever, and ta- a drunk you know drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. Yeah. yeah, so like maybe he was had thoughts without any influence of any drugs yeah. or whatever, and that taking them
3: maybe pushed. I mean, him it's to just it. like I said. This whole this whole story is just really sad. Because Although, it's what not, is
4: what is really suspicious though is how things were with his former exactly wife. It right. makes it seem like well, it's much. Maybe more of a his mental illness
5: caused him to have homicidal thoughts. Like I, Maybe it wasn't just like, I'm going to kill this wife. Maybe exactly. Maybe he just, sometimes you can be homicidal. That you, And it's a shame that he wasn't getting the help he needed.
3: Homicidal, that's a great word. I, because when I look at this guy, I would say that he's just, he was going through, you know, I don't know about all this mental health stuff. But he was going through a lot of stuff. Because it's not like he was trying to get away with this. I mean, how would he, right? I mean, did people, would people really believe that the cough medicine thing? And what was his plan after that? I felt that he was just at the end of his rope, and he just snapped. It's a really sad situation. I, I feel that he was extremely depressed, and I feel the family feels that way too. And if you watch the court testimony, you can see that that he is emotional. You know, he may be completely blank and everything, but like a lot of episodes we do— I'm like, this guy's a monster, monster, monster. And you can tell, like Chris Watts, he is a fucking monster, right? Mm -hmm. Right. He shows no remorse whatsoever, does not give a shit. Like this guy, I I feel not to give him an excuse, but I feel like this is just a really sad, shitty story. Anyway, this is from BaptistNews.com. Quote, Matt, I cannot be the instrument that, well, you read this. Why am I reading so much shit tonight?
4: Matt, I cannot be the instrument that God uses to show you his grace and bring you to him, but know this, said Beth Agner, Lauren's older sister. Prison is a very scary place, but being separated from God is worse, and his judgment is harsher than anything this court can give. I believe Jesus died for all, and I believe his grace is sufficient for all, and my prayer is that God's will be done. At the end of the hearing, Phelps apologized for what he called a senseless, mindless act.
3: I feel like a monster, one of the wretched a part of the darkness we don't speak of. That darkness consumed me until I was blind to the path I had taken and death to to my own cries for help.
4: That darkness caused me to do the unimaginable, to take a life that was not mine to take. No length of time will ease my inner sorrow or relieve me of the memory of such a godless act as my hands, which I thought incapable of doing, have committed and I will have to live the, with the rest of my life with these hands as a constant reminder, Phelps said.
3: I hope my life will be an example of the consequences for those who think that drinking, drugs, and carelessness will only affect themselves and no one else.
4: Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap.
5: Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Sorry to cut in, but... um. That was prepared like a sermon, so that almost makes me think, like, you know, how he said that they said he was a good preacher mm-hmm. just the the verbiage that he used is just yeah, he went very, to Bible college. Well, yeah, I know, I know that, but that's what I'm saying it, it wasn't so much as you know, I loved my wife, it and, was practiced. yeah,
3: it was very, yeah, but he, it's not like he. I, I don't feel like he was going to try to get away with this. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah, but at the same time, like he didn't even. He's still mention not taking him. ownership. You know that
3: is true, and you have to take ownership. That's one of the things they look when they. And he's never going to get parole. But when you try to parole, they make sure that you you feel remorseful. That's like the one thing that the parole board. He, does. I mean, he
5: used words that made it sound like he was remorseful, but at the same time, when you're reading through it, it literally looks like a like like a sermon.
3: Yeah, I, it's such a hard story. If, if you see, if you watch him in the court testimony, like, you can see that he seems very remorseful. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know. He may not be shit. But either way, he's in prison for the rest of his life, so. Mm. And, I mean, the 123 stab wounds, that was just, that's overkill.
5: Yeah, legit.
3: That's literally yeah. fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, that's, we've never, because, uh, you know, it to stab someone It's a workout. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not as easy as you think, really. Jen, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm
5: not looking at you like anything. All right.
3: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast, and want to become our stalker, talkmur.com slash join, become a talk supremo. primo, get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it dedicated to you on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until
2: next time, if you tired of the devil stealing, if you're tired of the devil killing, if you you're tired of the devil destroying your life. You must audit the personal packers, and you got to audit right now. Woo!